Welcome to Epic Fails, Finding Redemption in Our Stories. I'm your host, Brittany Rust, and on this show, you'll hear people from all walks of life sharing powerful stories of transformation. My hope is that as you hear these stories of redemption, you'll find redemption in your own. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different on the show. I don't have a guest to be uh, interviewing, but instead, I'm going to uh, be sharing something I've recently gone through and that I've learned. Uh, I have taken a month off on the podcast, some may have noticed, uh, to be on maternity leave. My husband, Ryan, and I introduced and welcomed our first child into the world. His name is Roman, and he was born on June 16th. So as you can imagine being on maternity leave, just learning to adjust to a new way of life, learning how to be a mom, um, being incredibly exhausted because this little nugget does not like to give me more than an hour of sleep at night. But I've loved being his mom and just holding him and um, just getting to know him, him getting to know me and being on that journey. But what I would like to share with you today actually stems from um, an experience I had uh, on this journey of becoming a mom. So, uh, you know, I am one of those people that is an eternal optimist and I plan everything down to the details. So when you pair those two things together, uh, you get a person who does not enjoy things going wrong, right? Um, I was able to roll with some punches during pregnancy. I ended up having diabetes and a really bad rash that itched like crazy. So I was miserable by the end of my pregnancy. I couldn't eat ice cream and I itched like no other. Uh, You know, I went into labor and that didn't go entirely as I expected. But again, I just rolled with the punches. I was so excited to be a mom. Um, so I was trying to be really (laughs) flexible, right? Um, and I felt like I was doing a pretty good job at it. So the day that I was to be discharged, I, about an hour before I was supposed to be discharged, starting to, I was starting to feel, um, just nauseous, incredibly nauseous. My stomach was hurting and I was just exhausted. I felt like I just needed to sleep because I just wasn't feeling good. And the nurses told me, oh, it's because you just haven't had much sleep. Why don't you take a nap before you leave the hospital? So I did that. I took a nap. I went home and I could barely, I could barely make it home to be honest. And I went to bed and I slept for three hours and I felt so incredibly guilty. Uh, you know, cause you look forward to this moment where you go home as a family and you're, you just get to be there with each other. And, um, here I was incredibly sick, not feeling well and just taking a nap and feeling like, you know, I was putting it on my husband to take care of our newborn. But, you know, I took a nap. I woke up, I was feeling better, had dinner with my family about nine o'clock that night, I just started feeling the worst cramps. It actually felt like contractions, but they didn't go away. They didn't stop. It was this constant pain in my abdomen. And, you know, I started out at like a level two. If you were to put it on a scale of one to 10 on pain levels, uh, by 930, I was at like a seven. I mean, it was just coming on so quickly. I didn't know what to do. Um, so, I, with hesitancy, told my husband, I had to go to the ER. I just, it didn't seem what I was going through was right. And it was so hard for me to make that decision because in that, in the cradle next to my bed was my son, my newborn son. And he was awake and he was looking up at me with his big blue eyes. And I had to say goodbye to him. And it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life just feeling so incredibly guilty for leaving my newborn son at home um, because I wasn't feeling well. Uh, Thank goodness my parents were here and they 
they were able to stay with him. But, you know, around 9.30 that night, I went to the ER. Never been to the ER in my entire life. Um, but it was a big deal. It was that bad. And um, until I spent until about 3.30 in the morning that night in the ER trying to figure out what was wrong with me, they tried morphine and it didn't work. They tried all sorts of pain meds to make the pain go away. And it took a couple different medicines to actually knock the pain out and um I got a cat scan in the middle of the night and they found a blood clot in my um ovarian vein which is incredibly incredibly rare my OB has only seen it once in 20 years my primary doctor practice none of the doctors have ever treated it um it's something that's just incredibly rare and quite honestly not entirely sure in how to um, how to treat it. But to go back to the story at three thirty that morning, I was checked into ICU and I spent, I would end up spending the next three days in intensive care. And it was so hard. I mean, <laughs> as a woman, you're already pregnant. I mean, you're already emotional, right? Having giving birth to a baby, but to, um, go into ICU and to not be able to take care of your baby is, um, it brings, a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And I didn't understand the guilt that parents feel um, when it comes to their children until I had a child. And I can tell you there's nothing that will make you feel more guilty or more shame than feeling like you don't add up as a parent, that you don't feel like you're um, there for your child like you should be. And I and I couldn't. I couldn't take care of my son. I couldn't hold him. I couldn't because of the medicines I was put on. I could no longer breastfeed him. And there was just a lot of limitations I had as a mother. And I felt like I was putting the whole burden of parenting on my husband, on my parents. Um, I didn't get to have Roman with me in the hospital for the first day and the first two nights. And thank goodness I was able to bring him into the hospital room with me for the the next two nights and um, for the rest of the stay in the hospital. But I can tell you... With certainty that I've never felt so much shame and so much guilt in my life um, since, well, since my moral failure, which you can hear about in episode one. Um, but I didn't know what to do with that, you know, like I didn't know what to do with that failure that I was feeling as a parent. And so what I want to talk to today is what do you do when you feel like you're an epic failure? What do you do with those emotions and those feelings that you're experiencing? Um, Because they're strong and they're vivid and they're powerful and it's hard to shake them and it's hard to see past your shame. It's hard to see past your failure and your guilt. So what do you do with that? So if you're experiencing some of that right now, trying to look past being, feeling like a failure, this is for you and tuck this away for maybe a day in the future where you feel like this. Um, but I want to encourage you that, uh, you're not a failure at life and you're not permanently, um, in that situation. I know in the moment it feels like it's so consuming, all consuming that you failed, right? And you messed up. Um, but that doesn't have to last. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. And the beautiful thing is that God's mercies are new every single day. And I tell myself that when life is hard or when I feel like a mess, that God's mercies are new every single day. So that means every morning when you wake up, there is a gift of mercy being extended to you. It's a new start. It's a fresh start. 
And it's something that God wants you to embrace. He wouldn't extend that gift of mercy to you on a daily basis if he didn't want you to embrace that. And it's our job to, it's our it's our part in that is to embrace that, to embrace that mercy. Um, and I know that's hard. It's hard when you are sitting in shame and guilt to embrace mercy, right? Because you feel unworthy. You feel unredeemable. You feel like you don't deserve it. But God wants you to pick that up and to embrace it um, and to not sit in feeling like you're a failure or that you've made a mess of your life. In addition, I mean, God knows every decision that we're going to make, right? He knows everything that you're going to do, whether that's a good decision or a poor decision. It it all fits into his master plan. See, he takes the pieces of our life, the broken and the good, and he works them together for this big, beautiful story, this big, beautiful plan that he has in store. So nothing that you do can surprise him. I mean, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. And it's to give you a future and a hope. And he takes all of that and he puts it together for good. And he uses you and he uses your failures and he uses those moments of weakness for a purpose. And the, the great thing is, is that we don't have to be strong. Okay. What I tell myself every time I feel weak is that God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. And I embrace that. I embrace that weakness. And, that, and I encourage you to embrace your weakness to encourage yourself to know that when you are weak, God's strength is made perfect in that weakness. And it shows up, his strength shows up in a beautiful way. And the thing is, is that he is glorified in that. He is made uh, famous and lifted up in that. And so all the more to embrace the weakness, right? Because God is glorified in it. So not only can you remind yourself that God's mercies are new every day, And encourage yourself that everything, it works together for a bigger purpose. I just want to let you know that you don't have to do it alone. I mean, I remember in that hospital room multiple times, um, even when I got home sitting in my son's nursery in the rocking chair, um, thinking about it all, just feeling so guilty and so ashamed, feeling so alone, you know, and I think that's why guilt and shame and failure makes us feel, makes us feel alone. And the truth is, is that we're not, we're, we're not alone, that we have this beautiful father who extends um, beautiful gifts to us, who longs to be in relationship with us, who takes our mess and works it all together. And that we're not alone and that he wants to take that from us. His strength is made perfect in our weakness, but he, he wants to, um, you know, he wants to take it all. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. <laughs> That's Roman right now. Because uh, as a mom, I'm feeding him right now and multitasking with the podcast, right? But Matthew 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God wants you to turn over that heaviness to him and uh, to um, lay it on him because he can carry that and you don't have to do it alone. He doesn't want you to do it alone. In fact, there's this incredible intimacy that is nurtured when you partner with God in your shame and in your guilt. But I'd encourage you in those moments where you feel like an epic fail to know that you're not alone. And then maybe that sounds Christian-y, but there's something about when you're alone, um, when you feel alone anyway, to feel this incredible intimacy with the Father at the same time. 
Because um, in our darkest moments, it's God alone who can shine, who can like show up and and really be there for us. And so, um, although it might sound pretty cliche, just in your failure, call out to God and know that He wants to take it from you, that He is with you, that He is working a beautiful tapestry together uh, of your story. Um, that he loves you. That he loves you so much. Today, I was able to share with you some vulnerability and be transparent with you in a situation I went through recently um, in the hopes that Maybe you can relate to those feelings and be encouraged to know that your story doesn't end with your failure or the difficult situation. It's a scene in your story, but it's not the end of your story. Thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is something that is ministering to you or you think others might find interesting, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps to get the word out to people who might need to hear this story of redemption. Tune in again in two weeks for another powerful story of redemption. In the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrest.com. I'll see you next time.